Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit contractproperties.net. Do I have everybody's attention now? Now it's time for Jason Martin and Vol for Life Ramon Foster. Powered by all four seasons garage doors. Together, they are J-Mart and Ramon on 104.5 The Zone. Here's how Mr. Pineapple just tweeted us. This Titans defense might be the worst I've ever seen. The defense is the reason they aren't a contender. Woo. Picture me polling today. Over a 1,000 of you in or right there at that number. Are they a contender or a pretender at 8-4, and four, the Tennessee Titans? Coming off the loss yesterday, you heard it right here on 104.5 The Zone. 41-35, but it was not that close to the Cleveland Browns, who led it 38-7 to at the half. Baker Mayfield, four touchdown passes. Tannehill had a good day. Corey Davis had a really nice day. Mm-hmm. But uh, tough one there for the Tennessee Titans. And the fans have been out in force. Yeah, they have. All the news about your football team ain't been good news. I was going to say it, but I thought maybe you'd be able to pull it out. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Coach Matt coming up next segment. We'll get his thoughts on yesterday. 615-737-1045. Let's get back to your phone calls. Curtis in Nashville, you're up first this segment. What is up? Hey, guys. Good morning. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Um, so, yeah, a couple of things. One, about the, the previous call about the, the lack of respect. And, you know, it shouldn't have to be validated by who's calling the game. Right. Um, and if you're that upset about it, like you guys said, go and earn that respect, right? Play with a chip on your shoulder. There's there's no other need then. If trying to find something to, to play better, play for earning respect from everybody else. Um, and as simple as that. Um, and I know we don't have a huge national footprint. I know you guys mentioned, uh, you know, DK and AJ might be there too, but you know, DK also has Russell Wilson too. So he's going to get a little bit more of a following just because of that. Um, but the bigger question about the defense. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, what defense? I, I don't think we're going to be able to do anything um, if we don't figure out this, uh, this defense. And I don't see that happening anytime soon so um you can't go into the playoffs or carry on the rest of the season expecting to outscore everybody because we saw what happened yesterday right mm-hmm. you can't score 50 points every single week um so i don't know what's uh what's going to happen it looks good against the colts last weekend so i'm not sure you know how we can replicate that as far as a defensive scheme or something like that but um I, if i'm variable I, I don't even know i don't figure something else out or you know, just maybe, maybe just let them score. <laughs> it might be the best thing at this point. But, uh, yeah, this defense isn't going to help us get anywhere, um, especially long-term. So, Appreciate it, and Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man, no problem. Absolutely. So they're 4-3 and three against teams above 500 this year. Our thanks to Trey Wynn for yeah. putting that graphic together for us. <clears throat> They've beaten Buffalo. Um, does Chicago have a plus 500 record? Well, Chicago they're in this list right is, here. Uh, Chicago is uh, five and seven. 
Okay, so no. They played a tight game yesterday. They might have been. Maybe he's saying above 500 when they played them. When they played them, yeah. But they're 3-3, three and three, I think, because I think the Ravens are still above 500. The Browns, the Colts, they played twice. Uh, the Steelers, obviously, and the Bills. I think that's the list. So we'll say they're 3-3 three and three because the Bears have fallen completely apart. Yes, they have. They have no quarterback there whatsoever. And their defense has just been asked to do too much. Becomes kind of the... And you burn out. We'll talk about that, too. No doubt. Spencer in the borough. What's up, man? Good morning, fellas. Morning. Morning, morning. Hey. How's it going? Good. Uh, I would say good, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the defense, I'll touch on the offense for a second. Nobody could catch the ball. What was going on there? Not. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was a freezing cold day. It was a beautiful day in Nashville <laughs> yesterday. Nobody catch the ball. Adam Humphreys. A.J. Brown, our most reliable receiver. I don't even, I don't even know how many drops he had. What, two or three? balls that were pretty catchable and then you had arthur smith trying to get cute when we're down in the red zone and you put bats in the wildcat come on man what are you doing now to answer your question before the break how long do you think it took baker mayfield to realize that batson is his easiest target because that boy got targeted so much and got burned all day talking about borders borders yeah, borders. Sorry, yeah. sorry, borders. Yeah, Batson definitely would have been easy to beat, though. If he'd been out there. I think <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, who I would have picked. Uh, no, but borders. I mean, we are missing Adoree Jackson, even Christian Fulton. It's just, you know, I'm I'm wondering how long it's going to be before those guys get out. Because if we keep this up with this defense, it's going to be a tough stretch to the playoffs. Yeah, we've got a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. We've got Green Bay in there, so that's a little hiccup, but. You know, these are games that we're supposed to win, but with this defense, I don't know if I trust it. All right, guys, have a good have a good week. Appreciate it, Spencer. Real quickly before we get back to calls, we can't underestimate Adoree being out and Christian Fulton being out because yeah. those were two guys that J-Rob, Mike Vrabel, and the Titans were expecting to be starters and yeah. playing a lot of snaps on this team. That's a good point. It's, it's very obvious that they expected Fulton to be a major contributor this year. And Adoree hadn't played at all. Logan Ryan gets let go because they're expecting Christian Fulton to play a major role on this team. Agreed. million percent. Justin Brinkley, cousin. By the way, I'm going to say it again. If you put cousin by your name on Twitter, something special is going to happen in your life. No doubt about it. This is a fortune cookie I'm handing out right now. Great vibes. Seriously, if you put cousin behind your name on Twitter, you are rolling. Rolling, but Justin Brinkley says we keep saying when we figure out the defense. I think we figured them out. They suck. Besides <laughs> Jeff Simmons, who do we have worth anything? Worst DBs in the league. We need a rescue crew to help find Kevin Byard. Thing too about you know we're, we're speaking about just letting teams score and just running with your offense is this: you can get burnt out. You brought up Chicago and what they got going on. Any team would love to have that defense. Am I right? The players. The way they play, still just five and seven with how that how atrocious that offense is, you get burnt out though. Like the pressure of having to keep your team in the game the entire game when nobody else is doing their part, man, absolutely sucks. Trust me, I've been where the offense has to score, and guess what? You might have a bad game, and guess what happens after that? You're knocked out of the playoffs because your defense cannot stop opposing offenses, man. Bad place to be at. As much as we talk about putting up points and scoring around this league, that is a bad place to be at because you can have one bad series and one bad game or you just kicking field goals for the day, getting all the yards and just kicking field goals. You you end up at home still in January, not playing in the February game. 
So the stat, Brent Doherty, our good friend at 3HL, listened to him and Don this afternoon from 3 to 6. He sent me a a comment. He was like, so the broadcast got it wrong yesterday. It was the Browns that were 7-0 against teams below 500 and 1-3 against teams that were above 500. Mm. So that's they, he just got the teams mixed up, okay. and I think that's where our listener Paul got his stat from. So just to clean that up just a little bit. But your points are certainly well taken there. Rick and Brentwood, next on the show. Rick, what's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. All right, Rick. Hey, I love the show. Hey, uh, I've been a PSL member you know, for 20 years now since 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, the product on the field as far as defense, it's horrible. I mean, there's no other word for it. It's just horrible. Uh, there's no pass rush. We have no secondary. Teams are raking up 400 yards of offense on us. It goes back to coaching. And I think the problem here is you have a former linebacker trying to be a defensive coordinator. Mm. He needs to go out and hire a, a proven defensive coordinator because if we do make it to the playoffs, we're going to see Big Ben or we're going to see Patrick. If Baker Mayfield's doing that to our defense. Now, just imagine what those two guys are going to do to it. Yeah. And I'll hang up and listen to what you uh, listen to your comment. Thing. Thanks, Rick. That, Rick. I mean, it's a very valid point. We're talking about Baker. Uh, even we were saying Baker's due to for to have a bad game, and I, mean, he I comes thought that's out, how you how you beat them yesterday. You know? And and Baker and 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 their head coach was just looking at us like, okay, we're going to pick them apart. Don't you do anything outside the box, Baker? And he didn't. He threw to the wide open zones. He knew he had time to throw. No rush on him. They didn't sack him yesterday. Even when he rushed out, he made smart decisions. That's like that's simply all you had to do yesterday. And this, like I said, as as good as this offense has been, the defense is anchoring it. Okay, anchor downing it with what's Whoa. going on. Hey. They have no Vanderbilt with it. Yeah, because it's Vanderbilt football, right? Look, if you drop the anchor, you're stuck in place. Yeah. That's it. So you're saying Vandy got to change their uh, mantra too? Vandy's got to change a lot of things. (laughs) I can't say much right now. (laughs) We'll see what Coach Mack has for us coming up next. Uh, What did he think? And what can be done about this defense? We'll ask him next on 104.5 The Zone. Play fake, Mayfield rolling to the right, looking deep. Got a man wide open. It's the rookie, Peoples-Jones, and he is going to take it to the house. That's a 75-yard touchdown for the speedster. That's how it sounded yesterday on Titans Radio. Titans fall to the Browns, 41-35. Drops them to 8-4. Jags are next on the schedule. Cleveland, 9-3, guaranteeing a winning record. Good stuff from Kevin Stefanski, yeah, to say the least. We bring in Coach Mack for his weekly Monday visit. If you need great health care coverage at an affordable price, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Well, that was a tough one yesterday, Coach. What did you learn about the Tennessee Titans watching that game yesterday? Well, don't give them 38 points in the first half. Good place to start. I mean, you know. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna win many in the National Football League if you if the opponent scores thirty eight in the first half because just the way just the way the clock works you know not stopping at the first down if you're just talking about you know uh, the basic clock it's going to be hard to catch up unless you score about every time you touch it in the second half so you know I mean you you, you can't play defense like that and expect to, you know expect to to win uh, 
very many games in the National Football League. And, and, you know, that ball game in the first half, you know, defensively, it really took you out of who you are because, you know, you've got, you need to run the football. You know, we all, we all, I, I, I'll say me, I'm not putting anybody else into it, you know, was, you know, analyzing this game going in, thought it was going to be a, a game where defensively both defenses were going to be charged most of the time with stopping the other team's run game and see who was able to impose their will first. Well, the run game for both teams had nothing to do with it. You know, really had had no bearing on the game just because of the fact of the 38 points that uh, Cleveland was able to put up in the first half. How much of it was what Cleveland did? How much of it was what the Titans didn't do defensively or, or just situations where you watched it and from your perspective you felt like they just weren't where they needed to be? It was a combination of both. I mean, it's a combination of both. I mean, they had some nice designs, you know, and they, 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 they pulled, they pulled some, uh, you know, some, but basically what, you know, if you can't get pressure and you've got a quarterback, you know, that, that, that is able to, and he's, and they've done a nice job with him. He's a completely different quarterback than he was a year ago because now he's got some structure and he's got some, uh, you know, intelligent, uh, NFL coaching and, and he's, he's older. I mean, he understands now. I mean, I love the comments that he made yesterday. And they asked him, what are you doing different? And he said, you know, and you know what he said. Yeah. He said, you know, I, I think what would an idiot do in this situation? And then I don't do that. Yeah. And so what he's done, I mean, he, he's, he's matured, but, you know, they've got a system now built on what works for him. And what works, you know, for him is being able to, you know, being able to take, to take shorter drops if you get zone coverage. You know, they do a lot of man zone indicators. And now he understands what man zone indicators mean to him. And the thing that he's got in his arsenal that, that's unusual is that he can throw as well on the move to his left as he can to his right. And so they, you know, they incorporate a lot of that into it. And then, I mean, you've got some, you know, that, that clip that you just played before I came on of Mike Keith calling the, the touchdown to people's Jones is, I mean, that's, that, that's a defensive problem. I mean, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't take your eyes off the receiver and jump the quick out, you know, back there, you know, in the, in the minus part of the, the territory. I mean, that's just, you know, that was, that was poor technique on the corner. I mean, so all of those things added up, and when they started adding up and started rolling, it reminded me a little bit of what happened in that first Indianapolis game, you know, as far as once they get things rolling and they start being able to, to pick at you, and if you can't get pressure on a quarterback in this league, most of them can put numbers up on you. But, but numbers are one thing, but when they're putting touchdowns up, that, that brings a whole different thing into view. Yesterday we saw – a lot of uncharacteristic things happen, um, you know, with the fumbles with Derrick Henry at one, and then, of course, with A.J., he had his, and then the personal foul by Big Jeff. I mean, do you, what do you kind of contribute that to? Because that's something we hadn't seen all year is those type of breakdowns uh, during the game like that. Well, the fumble, I mean, you saw what happened on the fumbles. Uh, you saw what happened there, uh, Ramon. And, yeah. You know, Sean Richardson broke through the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And and you know before before Derrick Henry ever had ever had five points of contact on the ball, he had just gotten the ball when Sheldon Richardson broke through there and, and stuck that paw in there and, and and pulled it out. That's that's what happened on the fumble, uh, and then the, the the personal foul penalties. I mean that's just that's composure, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it's composure when things aren't going well. You've been involved in it. You've played in it a lot. I mean, you get frustrated and you get angry, but your composure. You have to be able to maintain your professional composure no matter what's going on because what happens is if you let if you let 
you know, your, your personal frustrations override and then all of a sudden hurt your team. I mean, we had two 15-yard penalties, mm-hmm. you know, two 15-yard penalties, you know, just, just with personal fouls. You can't do that. And, 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 and so when things started rolling downhill, you know, now what they had, they had five penalties and the penalties weren't, you know, the number of penalties weren't the issue, but the penalties at the time when they came, it just seemed like they were adding on. You know, you talk about, you talk about the fumble, you talk about, uh, you know, the, the, the drop, you know, by AJ early, early in the ball game. And then you talk about the fourth and one, you know, that, that you go for and you don't get you know, everything seems to start compounding on itself. And as I said, it was just it was a disastrous first half for the Titans. I think yesterday was a little bit of a preview to what playoff ball can be, in the sense of the way teams are going to play. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, you 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 know, they have a lot of uh, talent. They they were bad for a while. They accumulated a bunch of first round picks. They have a, a high pedigree of guys, although dating back all the way to Sheldon Richardson, in the sense of somebody they signed. And of course, you got just across the board. They have a high pedigree of of, of team, uh, a high a high pedigree of players on their team. And seeing that that's the case going into the playoffs, also teams are gonna, of course, number one thing they're gonna do is stop the run with the Titans, or at least get them off schedule. Moving forward. Is it more important for Derrick Henry to get his touches to try to get 2,000, or is it on Tannehill to say, hey, look, lean on me for us to win these games because that seems to be what teams are going to do moving forward. I, I, if I'm a defensive coordinator, that's what I do. Well, that's what everybody's been doing from the start. I mean, this team's won eight games yeah. with people putting eight, eight or more people in the box for, for 12 weeks. You know, that's what people, that's what defenses are going to, that's what they did yesterday. You said Joe Woods did yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, when I'm calling the game, I'm looking immediately to see what he's doing on first down. When the game was still a game early on, he, he was playing eight man front with an under front slid over from a four three on first down every snap. Now, once Jabroni. they got the score separated, he, he played four man, he made four, he played four man front on first down from then on. So everybody's going to do that. I mean, that's what they're going to do. I mean, that's, and that's what he came into this with the idea of doing. And you know as well as I do, if anybody's playing a 4-3 front, if they want to go to eight-man, the quickest way they go to eight-man is they slide they slide that Sam backer up to the tight end, slide the line over to the open side, mm-hmm. bring that safety down on the open side. They've got eight men up there. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was doing on first down until the game started separating real early. Third down and 12. You tell me, Coach, I felt like it was a play of the game when Hooper was able to catch that and keep that drive alive right after Baker had gotten the intentional grounding penalty. And then right after that, Nick Chubb broke off a pretty big run up the left side. Felt like right there, I know they were behind a lot, but the momentum had seemingly shifted. You had scored twice in a row. They were trying to answer the second one there. That's just a key example of something this team hasn't been able to do this year, and that's this third down defense. I don't know what the fix is, but don't you feel like that was one of the bigger plays in the game? Yeah, I agree. I mean, there were moments. I mean, if you listen to my broadcast, I, you know, and, and it's true. There are moments in every National Football League game that you play, regardless of what the score is, there are moments that if you step up and make it favorable for you in that moment, well, then things can switch. Yeah, I, I thought that was – absolutely, I, I thought it was. I thought that was a moment. I thought I thought that Humphrey's drop was a moment, you know, in, in the ball game. I thought that the first fourth down, uh, fourth and one that we didn't get was a moment, you know. So all of those things, if you flip them in your favor, well then who knows? But that's all the ifs and buts and candy and nuts, you know, that I like to say about the National Football League. But at games, there are moments. Yeah, that third and twelve, you had to get them out of there. I mean, you had to get them out. You know, he played zone defense and he found a he found a soft spot in the zone and he had too much time to throw. 
So, I mean, all of those things work together. And then the run that he broke off, I mean, that neither team had any success at all because both defenses had worked on it. You could tell all week and had concentrated on it and had drilled on it hard. Is No team had success running the outside zone yesterday. Neither one of them. Both of them got stoned outside zone, whether he was either open side or closed side outside. So that run that he broke, that was a power O. Ramon knows exactly what I'm talking about when he's listening right now. They ran a power O that's supposed to swab the hole on the right side, but a great back. It's like Maurice Jones-Drew used to do all the time. He would run the power O, but he's very seldom hit the hit it at the hole. But when you've got the backside backer having to flow over because you're exchanging gaps, he cut that all the way back out the backside. That's mm-hmm. where the 28-yard run came in. So it wasn't the outside zone run. But as I said, the run game yesterday for both teams was really uh, non-existent as far as what it meant for the game once the game got separated. Um, Coach, you know, the, the players, the team, they don't look, you know, look towards the future as far as the scheduling of, of, of everything that's coming forward. But right now, remaining on the schedule, Tennessee has two divisional d- opponents who, like, they know each other. They're, I think Jacksonville and Houston are going to be tight games just because it's interdivision games. And then you got two teams also in the NFC. One is for sure a Hall of Fame quarterback, and the other one, depending on his stats and Matthew Stafford, he could potentially be one also. I know his win-loss record in Detroit hasn't been great. Seeing what Baker did yesterday and looking at these last four games on the schedule, um, more challenging than you think, or they should be able to do the job moving forward? Ramon, I like what you said when you started this question. I don't look ahead like that. I mean, I don't. I've been coaching this league for too long. Uh, they've got to beat Jacksonville. That's what they have to do. You know, you, I mean, they, they have to. I mean, this, this go, to me, as I said, let me go back to what I said earlier. This reminds me of that first indie game, you know, what happened. And then Sandwich, you know, two weeks later, they fixed it. They fixed what was going on. What they've got to do, they've got to get ready and, and, and fix what they know Jacksonville is going to attack by watching this last tape. And not only the last tape, the rest of them. But they've got to beat Jacksonville. Alone. That's what they have to do. I mean, that's, that's the only thing they can look for. I mean, Again, as I said, I've been in this league for too long to look ahead because it really doesn't matter what's ahead except for what is immediately in front of you this week because you've got you you still got you still got the lead you still got the tiebreaker in the AFC South but the only way you can hold that tiebreaker in the AFC South you know I mean uh, Houston was was one bad snap away from the five yard line from taking that game away from Indy yesterday but they didn't okay and so now. You're a tiebreaker away, but the only way that you can maintain what you've got a hold of right now in the AFC South is by beating Jacksonville. Arthur Smith, I'm going to ask you what I see pop up from our listeners this morning, what I saw all day yesterday as well. I mean, most of the time you say a lot of really kind stuff about him. Obviously, you do on the broadcast, but we do as well. Were there a couple of occasions yesterday where you were left a little baffled by some of the play calling, maybe the Batson play or, or the Brewer play, or is this just a situation where, look, if it works, none of us are having this conversation? Hey, hey, uh, J-Mart, I've called defenses in this league for a long time. Arthur's call, when you make a call, you make a call that you expect to work, all right? If it works, you know what, it's great, and you move forward. If it doesn't work, that's the nature of the, of the beast that, that, that you live in as a coach in the National Football League, is if it doesn't work, then you open yourself up to all kinds of criticism. So no, I never question. I never, I never question it because I don't know of a play caller ever that I've been around in my 35 years in this league 
that made a call with the thought in mind or that said, you know what, this isn't going to work, but I'm going to call it anyway. Well, the word that we keep hearing is cute every once in a while. Um, is it fair? Is that a fair critique that you get a little bit cute, you try to do a couple of things and they don't work, and then it's really easy to, to come after you? Well, I, I don't think I don't think cute is ever even entered into you know Arthur Smith. You know what he what he's trying to do is call a play that he thinks is going to advance the sticks and be able to keep the other play. I mean that to me. I mean I don't again as I said, it's all fair and open criticism when it doesn't work and you don't win. That's just this life in this league when you're coaching. As somebody that knows defense the way you know defense. Is the defense good enough as you just watch it? Is it good enough to get you back where you were last year? Well, it's not good enough if they play like they did in the first half, no. I mean, it, 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 it's been good enough to win eight games. I mean, and when you get into the playoffs, now look, we're talking playoffs, and, and I don't you know, like to jump way ahead that way, but last year, if you will remember, when this team got into the playoffs, nobody gave uh, the football team last year a cut dog chance in either one of those two playoff games. Remember, J. Mark? I mean, you yep. were here when yes. it was going on. Yes. Yeah. Nobody gave them a cut dog chance, but they won both of them. So, look, all you're trying to do is earn the opportunity, but the only way you earn that opportunity is you've got to win in, in the regular season first. And as I said, the next thing that you have to do has to do. You know, it, it, none, no other conjecture. This is fact. You have to beat Jacksonville. Yeah, have to. So, Coach, what you're saying is don't panic. Still got time. Relax. Yeah, everybody knows their issues, but it's something that can be corrected. Is that, is, is that the way you feel about this past performance more than anything? Well, we saw what happened after the first Indy performance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, come on, you played for a long time. You had, you had bad outings, too. Oh yeah! Panic? Oh yeah! Absolutely. Did you, you ever panic? No, absolutely did not panic. It's the next opportunity right after that is how you got to look at it. But of course, we're looking for the answers because why the fan base lets us know, and it's just certain things that have to be cleaned up. And one thing that I I brought up is is just this as far as my take on the defense, the the strain that it puts on an offense to perform kind of catches up if you don't clean up those things fast and in a hurry. And we've seen that, some instances of it, ha- of it happening. Indy, for instance, last week. Clean it up. They didn't have to do much in a sense. But now it rears its head again, and you got to find yourself, well, where is the consistency is where I ask myself about, you know, this is December. We're getting December, January football in a sense of playoff. Like, those things got to be cleaned up in a heartbeat because you can be one game and out in the playoffs. That's 100% true. Everything that you said is 100% true. And I love our fan base. I love our fans. I love the twelve or 13,000 that were there in the stadium, and they've got every right because that's what makes this such a great profession and such a great business is the passion. When people are, when people are calling in and they're concerned, you know why? They're, they're passionate about it, and they want, they want the Tennessee Titans to be successful. I love every bit of that, and it's all valid. And it's what it's what it's the engine that drives everything. But I know that when you get when you boil it down as to what you have to work on and you have to do when you're involved in the coaching or the playing aspect of it is you have to be able to not only you've got to address it, uh, you've got to address it honestly, 
you got to correct it as to how you can correct it, and then you have to win the next game. And now we put our the, the Titans have put themselves in a position with a month to go that they are they are still they right now they're the fourth spot in in, in the playoff seating, but they they're, they're the top spot in the AFC South. They have to fight with everything they have this week to keep that going. Well said, Coach. Jacksonville yes, is up next. They got them once. Now they're going to need to continue to win to keep pace and stay exactly where you just said they need to stay. We always appreciate our visit, and hopefully Absolutely, it'll be a, Coach. a more positive visit next Monday. It's never as much fun when it's not a victory Monday. Guys, this has been a positive visit because it's all real, right? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the one thing about the National Football League, uh, for three hours and 15 minutes, whatever happens is real. That's real. And then you've got you to dissect it. You've got to you get it fixed if you win, and then you can't if if you win if you if you win you can't think everything's okay because guess what's coming the next game the next week. Great talking to you guys. Absolutely, Thanks. coach. Appreciate it. That's Coach Mack. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can plan on not needing a Plan B because Farm Bureau Health Plans are going to provide the health coverage you can depend on. Farm Bureau Health Plans plan on us. Picture me polling at J-Mart and Ramon, contender or pretender, the Tennessee Titans. We'll give you the results. Read some of your best comments next on 104.5 The Zone. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Is that time of year? It is. Tomorrow we'll be at Nissan Stadium live, broadcasting there as part of Toy Field. Come bring an unwrapped toy. Make somebody's day this Christmas. Do it at Nissan Stadium right there next to the pro shops where we will be. I've been a part of this in the past. It is super just exciting and uplifting to see how many people turn out and just how filled it becomes with toys. Yeah. It really does fill a field with toys, and you just can't ask for too much more than that. Right now, benefiting the Salvation Army's Forgotten Angels program. Just just awesome. So we'll be out there, of course. Also tomorrow, Mike Golick Jr. is going to join us. He's your friend. I've never actually gotten to speak to him, but I, I really enjoy his work. So I'm looking forward to chatting with him tomorrow. We'll talk some UT. We didn't talk any college today. I wanted to talk BYU Coastal, but, I mean, you're not going to do that on Monday. Um, that was a game of the year, and it, it was, was really cool, and it was fun that they were able to pull it off. We gotta and, we gotta ask if 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 uh Coastal Carolina has been excessive with the BYU quarterback too. Oh, that one play. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. You bully a ten year old man. That's Ooh. what you do. You know what? Not my problem. You're small. Mm. Jamie <laughs> Jamie Chadwell saying Coastal football is here to stay. The quarterback has to be thirty. Plays for BYU. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Coastal Coastal Carolina football might be here to stay. Jamie Chadwell ain't. Heck no. That man's gonna be elsewhere. John is on the road. Let's get to his phone call. John, what's going on? John, you with us? There it is. And Hello. Yes. Sorry, sorry, I could hardly pull you out. Uh, <laughs> I know Coach Mack is gone, but what I wanted to just talk about was all of this. Let's say it this way: the majority of the of the loss yesterday falls on Grable, uh, and the reason I say that is all week last week all we heard is going to be the Chubb and King Henry contest. That's mm-hmm. all we heard. Mm-hmm. So it appears that we went into that week's preparation of stopping Chubb, and we did, 
you know, he got 80 yards or something of that nature, way below his average. And we did not prepare for the rest of the game. I mean, Borders was beat twice badly by uh, two touchdowns. And uh, Bayard seemed to be out of place more than once. And Vercaro played his butt off trying to do his job and help out with the rest of them. And so, you know, Grable set, showed two or three times in the, the whole thing that Grable with his head down and his sheet there between his legs there talk, you know, looking down at the ground. You know, he, I believe if, if it was really asked a question, he would say he got out coached. He even said it yesterday, but I think that was more of saying what the, me, the media, or me, the uh, listener wants to hear. But uh, I was very disappointed. I mean, uh, it, it falls on Grable. And I, four times I got to I got to stop it. Four times I've got to put a halt to it. He has a point though with Grable though. Stop. <laughs> what, Jason? Betty Grable is not the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. I was here, and I, I get what he was saying. Grable's got to do better. That's. <laughs> I don't know. I think your first problem is that Grable's not your head coach. If he's the one making the decisions, Grable needs to take it on the chin. I'll tell you that much. He's right. No longer get to talk. That sound bite right there is why people choose to go hard at Grable. That's what. After that, I stopped actually listening. I mean, you're putting Grable in your driveway. That was amazing. I ain't gonna lie. What was the call on? Again, he was on the road. Either way, he was, on some, he was you, driving on some Grable. I felt like we were in the movie uh, Super Troopers when he was trying to figure out how many times he could meow. get away with yeah. saying meow. Meow. I ain't going to lie to you. I was impressed by him calling him Grable time and time again. I was like, meow. that's four. Meow. I was honestly waiting on the fifth one. Meow. Are the Titans a contender or a pretender? That's your poll question today at J. Martin Ramon. Please continue to show your work and, and let us know what you think after the show. But pretender right now with over 1,200 of you in, 62.6% say pretender. 374 say contender. Last week, if we asked this question, I bet it would be flipped. Yeah, and That just shows you how it changes week to week in this league. Emotions will kick our butt every time we give it an opportunity. And right now, we're emotional about this loss because why? Honestly, the, the Browns were a nice little measuring stick when it comes to saying, okay, where are we? The Browns are in the same position I feel like the Titans are by you looking at them saying, are they good? And that's a, that's why right now the poll says pretender when it comes to this team being as good as we thought it was. Right now, a trick in us it seems to be. Jordan Sims, same old Titans, no matter the coach or the players, they will always build you up to only let you down. Classic letdown game after two emotional victories on the road. Emotional hangover. Henry Morgan, I just think they don't have the horses on defense to go anywhere postseason. And you got some people that are still riding with them saying they're definitely a contender. I'm going to read Kenneth again. They are a contender on offense and pretender on defense, so I voted pretenders. It's just like when Ramon Steelers made Blake Bortles look like Joe Montana. Just wanted to drop that one one more time on the way out today. Mike Golick Jr. is going to join us tomorrow. That'll be fun. 
Tires. I'm going to take the elevator, not the staircase on the way out since I have did that twice. Tires are going to be underinflated when you get there. Oh, okay? That's going to be a problem. That's not going to be because of the weather either. <laughs> Titans lose 41 to 35. Reaction all day today. Midday 180 is coming up next for Jonathan Schaefer, for Ramon Foster. I'm Jason Martin. Hit us up on Twitter all the time at Martin Ramon. We'll do it again tomorrow live from Nissan Stadium yeah, for yeah. Toy Field. Ramon, send us home. And everybody, remember, your mic and your Twitter fingers are always hot today. Yeah, and uh, get yourself off the field on third down once in a while. Good to great to average to trash.